try to do this on YouTube. See how hard it is. See how much money you have to put in. TikTok, they're giving you just so many opportunities. Welcome back to the Spreading Success Podcast. My name is Ram Raviv and I'm your host. Today, I'm joined by Brendan LMAO. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, bro. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm ready to hop right into this. For the listeners that are not familiar with who you are and what you do, let's give them a quick 30 to 60 second intro of who you are. Uh, my name is Brendan. Um, I'm pretty much known for my TikTok videos. I like to do prank videos and stuff like that. Um, I plan on venturing into YouTube sometime this year. Uh, mostly known for my pawn shop videos and my email videos and series, you know, various series like that. Yeah, I mean, I I love those videos every time I watch them. I just watched the one today with the coronavirus one with like, yes, the, yes. that was that was hilarious. Um, and actually, like, <laughs> but before we even started talking, I saw a few of your videos on the For You page. And there was one time like a few months ago where I, I saw the email ones and I, I saw like six email. I just went to your page and I'm like, wow, this guy is hilarious. And um, when I told my friend that I was getting you on the podcast, he's like, yo, this guy's like hilarious. And so it's really cool going from TikTok to now having you on the show. Um, and now we're kind of talking, chatting. Um, but yeah, so just getting started, I just want to go back because you obviously have o- over 600,000, almost 700,000 followers. And that's not something that, you know, the average Joe just accomplishes 2.5 million likes on a video. So let's kind of take it back. How did you get started with TikTok? How did you find out about it? Did you start as a joke just like everyone else? <laughs> that seems to be everybody's story that they started as a joke. But, but no, um, I was actually, it's weird. I was going on a family vacation with my cousin and he's younger, uh, like 14 or something like that. And we were just bored. And I'm like, let's go viral. I said, we're going to download this app, TikTok. Let's go viral. And because at the time there were people kind of blowing up and we were just going to hop on that train. All the videos did horrible. Like we tried and tried and they were terrible. They just totally tanked. And essentially after that, I'm like, okay, I give up. (laughs) But as I'm watching more of the videos, I was thinking, you know, if I actually put like some effort in this, I feel like I could probably, you know, do decently. I was thinking maybe at least like 10,000 followers or something like that. Just based on what I seen and what was getting attention, I'm like, I think I could probably, you know, do this. So that was basically how I started. It was kind of like a chance thing like that, you know. Was it just one video that went viral and then everything else kind of flowed after that or was it just like a series of consistent growth? It it was actually although it looks like I grew real fast. It was a real hard process because I was working every day filming new videos. Um, it was the first email one that put me on the map because I did back-to-back ones that did really well. But then after that, my videos kind of hit a decline. Um, I wasn't really giving the people what they signed up for. They really wanted more email videos and I was trying to, you know, give them all this new content and stuff. And so. Yeah, it took a while till I kind of like got the right algorithm. But mm-hmm. when I did, uh, definitely the views were pretty healthy. Yeah. And in terms of your ideas, I know you said you started with the emails and you kind of branched out. 
what is your process for coming up with ideas? You just think of them randomly and then write them down or how does that come to you? Especially the emails. Cause that's, that's actually hilarious from what I saw. Well, just the email concept, not just like the email names. I think of the concept was kind of insane. Um, I was, when I first started TikTok, I thought I'm going to do like a drive through prank, <laughs> like on a toy car. Um, so I was, I was like at a McDonald's and I was, ordering food like on a toy car and I almost got ran over you know they weren't serving me it was just a complete embarrassment of a video and I worked so hard on that video like I edited it and stuff anyways after I filmed that I went to this store and they asked me for my email address like after I bought something and I'm like hmm you know that would be funny if I could just like throw out any random <laughs> stupid you know funny type of name so that's where I got the concept. Um, I posted that drive-through video I was telling you about, and it got like I think a thousand views. <laughs> I like spent so much time on it, and I'm like, okay, I'll I'll try this email video, and then I'll probably take a break from this. And I did the email video, and you know that's kind of where I got started. So, how many views did that first email video get? Um, you know, I can't really remember. I think it was like something like 4 million. And Sweet. at the, at the time it was crazy numbers for me. Cause I couldn't like comprehend that, you know? So you went from like a thousand something views or like sometimes even less to then just one video, all of a sudden 4 million. And then the rest is history. Pretty much. That's crazy. Just guys, the power of TikTok doesn't matter what you do or who you are. You have to get on this app, uh, Brendan, obviously, you know, I posted a video and uh, that's basically how I'm here. <laughs> basically got over 26 million views. It's crazy thinking about it. It's more than like three times the population of New York City saw that. That is, it's just mind blowing every time I think about it. Um, and it's just kind of hard building a brand around that because it's just like kind of like a one-off video. But I'm trying my best to, to learn from especially other TikTokers like you to see how to work things out like that. Um, but I'm just curious because I know you spoke about the, the process, how you work really hard on your videos. How long does it take to do the editing and how do you do the editing? Is it uh, on a separate app or is it, do you have a person that does it for you? How does it work? I, yeah, I edit all my own videos. Um, it, it's complicated. Some of my videos never work out exactly how I want. So I have to tweak them or film new stuff and, you know, blend it all in. Uh, I just, I kind of make my videos like looking at it from like the viewer's perspective. Like I want them to get a sense of every little detail. So I'll, I'll layer stuff onto the videos to give them that kind of second dimensional feel, you know? Um, but as far as like my editing tactics and stuff, um, I've kind of keep, I've been like keeping that a secret and actually charging people for like courses on it. On editing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I see, I've seen um, what you do with the, uh, with like the layovers with like, especially when you go to like GameStop, you just like, sh like make those like Photoshop pictures, like with the Charlie yeah. D'Amelio one. That was hilarious. Um, and so with all that editing that you do, how long does it take you per day? And what's like a day in the life of, of what you do in, in terms of all of TikTok? I mean, I'm sure you know this. It, people think that it's so simple to make these videos. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> like, that's the 
the worst stereotype, especially for me, because all these shops that I go to in my videos, I've exhausted all of them in my area. So I drive <laughs> miles. Like, wow. to make uh, yeah, I spend every day, all day on TikTok concepts, at least, you know, filming, editing. Um, it's just a daily grind for me, honestly. And I love making the videos, you know. Mm -hmm. And in terms of like, like a day in the life. So you're saying, obviously, are you in school right now? I'm not. So this is like, this is it. Like, this is everything for you. And in terms of like, speaking of it from like a business standpoint, what are some like business opportunities or business routes that you're taking with TikTok? I know you made your own uh, store, which kind of like selling some of the props from the, uh, from the videos, but what else are you yeah. doing to kind of create a, a business and monetize TikTok? Well, I'm, I'm sure everybody's caught on to the fact that it's complicated to monetize yourself on TikTok, but they give you a great opportunity to kind of establish yourself and lead you into all these great opportunities. Um, I recently got hooked into an agent. Um, he's actually a friend of mine as well. So it, it's kind of like a great relationship we have. He is reaching out to brands and we've gotten some bites and we're, we're just kind of making deals like that. Brands that can flow into my videos in an organic way. Cause I've done some brand deals in the past and people didn't really like them because they were just kind of forced ads, you know? Yeah. So in this case, we're trying to come up with a brand that I can really work with that will just, you know, really value my videos, you know? Is there any brand that like is created that is for your audience? Cause I know you do a lot of prank videos and like what, like, maybe industry or what types of companies would be something that would be uh, advertised on your TikTok? Honestly, I think my audience really loves the kind of ridiculous humor I have. Like mm -hmm. when I open my store, all the, sh the stuff on them that you wouldn't think anybody buy, but yeah, it's like a ridiculous brand. That's like, who would buy that type of thing? You know, mm -hmm. um, I, I'm not sure how to quite explain it, but you know, when, when it's time comes, you'll see. Yeah. And so the store it's sold out, everything got sold out. You're saying, um, sadly, yes. Uh, we couldn't like stock up enough to like ship out. So we had to like take it down and like, we have to reevaluate it now. And like, for the for the listeners that aren't familiar with the store, can you give them some examples of of things that were on there? <laughs> um, you could buy. Well, the hottest selling item was the certificate of my virginity. <laughs> it, it was just a, and it included a frame too. So I was really, you know, giving stuff out, but it was framed and I signed it. But you could also buy like the D bag. It was just a bag with a D on it, <laughs> and um. I was supposed to make merchandise, but I never did because like I was having so much fun making these absurd items for people. <laughs> so, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I guess that's just your audience, that ridiculous humor, like you said. And I'm really curious to see how it ends up working um, in terms of, of how you, like the angle that you come across with these brands. Um, and it's, in terms of that, I'm kind of curious how in terms of like the algorithm and how you're working that um, and like your posting schedule and just stuff like that so that people can get a better idea of how it, it works from your perspective. Yeah. From my perspective, personally, 
um, I kind of found my setting, you know, I post my videos in the evening at a certain time and my fans have kind of caught on to exactly the time frame that I post. But mm -hmm. I, I am just certain that it is different for each creator. Mm -hmm. The like the timing you post, how consistent you post. I'm, I'm just, I'm on to the idea that it varies with each person. But for me, 7 PM, 8 PM every day, um, you know, I'm really hooked into that type of algorithm and it's, it shows like it's working. And you post once a day, every day. I try to post every day. It's rare that I miss a day. And you never post twice a day or anything like that. Yeah. See, a lot of creators do that. They'll post twice a day, three times a day. Um, but for me, my videos are so complicated to make that I physically can't post more than once a day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, for anyone that's seen his videos, they do require a lot of editing. And who films them, by the way? Because I always see someone behind the counter, like on the side, filming them. And <laughs> I, I honestly, um, <laughs> it's been like one of my biggest secrets and like my most asked question who films these videos <laughs> and i i don't want to reveal it yet but i'm going to make a video down the road of like this big reveal and it's going to be a great video i'll tell you after the podcast how it's going to go down that's crazy because yeah i, I always see that i see someone behind the counter or like on the side and i'm like who the hell is filming this like he's the only one in in his videos and Damn, that's I'm I'm really curious to see that, so I'm definitely gonna watch that video. Um, and in terms of just like advice for someone, how often do you think they should post on TikTok in order to to grow their their account? I know obviously it's different for everyone, but what's like a general rule of thumb you think? I think uh, it depends what content you're making. Like an average TikToker that you know has like the kind of content that TikTok is you know using, like audio stuff like that and as many ideas as you can think of post at least three times a day in my opinion because like there was this guy uh nicky davis i don't know if you know him he would post like five times a day and he shot up to like six hundred thousand in no time then he got banned and he started all over again and now he's at a million so he he used that algorithm of posting multiple times a day the videos weren't excellent quality videos but people hooked on to him and you know he got that following back so that's definitely my advice would be you know milk it for all it's worth you know yeah and in terms of hashtags i know this is like a very popular question what's your strategy for hashtag fyp or stuff like that i personally don't use that because i've seen a lot of things that are kind of against that because from a, a lot of algorithm stuff that, that i've been studying but in terms of uh, of your end what what's that like for you it's it's crazy because when I started TikTok, it's like you have to use the hashtag for you. That's mm -hmm. how it is. Like that's what you're told. Like because every video you scroll through, it seems like they use that mm -hmm. hashtag. It's so overplayed. I think it's at like 1.5 billion uses. The the hashtag for you. So you would. I don't. I don't know. Sometimes I throw it in there just for sentimental purposes. <laughs> just because I'm like, you know, why not? I don't really know what hashtags you should use. And I don't know. I'm not a big hashtag user. Um, and I missed out. Like, I never put hashtag pawn shop or hashtag GameStop. I could be like the top 
in that hashtag, but I never put it. So I never got to that point, but um, I don't know. What is your strategy with your videos? By the way, is that something that you you're planning to add on the hashtag pawn shop and the hashtag uh, something like that? I just recently started throwing them on. So mm-hmm. now finally, you know, they're starting to get to the top videos, but like videos in the past, I missed out on, but you know, that's in the past. Yeah. And so my, uh, hashtag strategy i'm actually in a facebook group um all about like tiktok secrets hacks algorithm stuff um and what i was told is that you're supposed to use hashtags between 100,000 views to a million views and it's supposed to be very specific to what you're doing and not like hashtag soccer if you're doing a soccer video but like hashtag like something hashtag like penalty kick for example that would be a little bit better than soccer because um i think a lot of people don't know how hashtags work and basically you're looking to get on on ranking that's like the goal right and for a lot of people when they put hashtag fyp there is literally a 0% chance that they're going to rank on hashtag fyp and so that kind of decreases their chances of going viral too because if you get on that hashtag and and you rank on it then a lot of people will see that video that are not from the original algorithm uh, of showing of the fyp so that's kind of what i do i take hashtags 100k to a million and I just look for those niche specific ones that are directly hyper related to the video using hashtags. I mean, using hashtags and keywords in the description and emojis and stuff like that to get the ball rolling. That's honestly makes so much sense because like you said, and I told you 1.5 billion uses of for you, you're not going to go anywhere near the top. There's like no chance of it. Yeah. So the algorithm personally, I tried studying it myself. I think all creators kind of try and figure it out. It's just, it, it seems like it's so inconsistent now that it's hard to really pinpoint, you know, how exactly to go viral, but you can use it in your favor to definitely get ranked on the for you page. I mean, that's just the proven fact. Yeah. And I know you saw me yesterday doing the whole, using the algorithm to my advantage when I went live. And so my question to you, I'm kind of curious, is what is, do you have a schedule for going live or do you just do it whenever you want? Or like, how does that work for you? Uh, actually, I, I used to go live like every night and they were popping and they were hilarious. I did prank calls <laughs> and they got absurd. Like you wouldn't believe how crazy the prank calls happened. <laughs> I got somebody fired from a job and then I got oh them hired God. back into the job and it absurd stuff. And I really had a lot of fun, but I was just, I was doing lots of stuff. I could barely manage any of my personal life (laughs) along with all the TikTok stuff. Mm -hmm. So after I was done at the end of the day, editing a video and throwing it on, I just didn't have the energy to go live at night. So right now my scheduling is about three times a week. Um, And it's usually like through the week. And then occasionally like on a Saturday, if I'm at a place, you know, I'll, I'll go live, but I'm definitely as the months keep coming in this year, I'm definitely going to, you know, create a more suitable schedule for that. Yeah. And is there anything that you like any advice you can give to people going live for like how to get more viewers or how to keep them entertained or how to get gifts and donations? Like what is like your strategy going into it? Here is my unbiased opinion. Just go live. Like I was so skeptical, like, even when I was at like two, 300,000 followers, I'm like, I don't think I want to go live. I'm like, nobody's going to donate to me. 
nobody. Because <laughs> I was thinking nobody wants to donate money to me. Yeah. So in that case, like, people donate money. <laughs> yeah. So just go live and engage with your fans. Um, don't, don't be discouraged if, like, you only get, like, five viewers or something. Because that's just five people that are, you know, avid fans of yours and like watching you, you know, in your personal space essentially so there's yeah. really no advice just do it you know yeah and something that i did yesterday that worked really well when i got 2000 viewers at the same time was i actually um i did the whole famous birthdays boost i know you were there for that but what i also did yeah. was whoever dm'd me that screenshot i was calling them on instagram and so i ah. on another phone so i was literally like hey what's up you have like this girl was like crying she's like oh my god i can't believe you know um, so it was kind of cool. And then she made a TikTok like you made my day and like all that stuff. So it's kind of cool having that impact with them. And so I feel like um, it doesn't have to be exactly that, but just making them engaged. And even if you have five people, making those five people like your best friends, you know, being as in, obviously you can't engage with every single person when you have 2000 people. But if you can make people's day by doing something like that and keeping them engaged, then you have fans for life. Like that call I just made. Maybe she watches some of my videos sometimes, but now, like, you know, she's watching every one of my videos. She's going to go on every one of my lives. And so it's all about that. Impact yeah. You have long term. That's, that's the impact of live videos. Like I said, five people watching it, 5,000 people watching it. You're, you're having that connection with, you know, your audience and it's kind of priceless. It's something that you can't really get out of your videos. You know, it's just that one-on-one -on -one interaction, you know? Yeah. And one of my mentors for TikTok actually told me that uh, a great analogy, like the, your TikTok videos are like your trailer and your lives are the movies. The live is who showing who you really are. And the trailer is just to get them to go on your live because the live is like, it's two dimensional. Unlike the, the post where you can't really respond to everyone's comments. And like, you know, it's very one dimensional, but on the live you're communicating back and forth and that's where they really see your personality. Like on an email video, yeah, they'll see your humor and they'll see that kind of side of you. But like when it's like really you, like how you are right now, like that's obviously a, a different person. You're not in that prank mood uh, 24-7. And so it's kind of good yeah. so that they can see your personality and who you really are. And then they connect with you on a deeper level. And that's how you build fans rather than simply just followers. A hundred percent. You're hitting it like right on the target. That and that's a great analogy about like your videos are the trailer and the live is the movie. I mean, that makes so much sense. I, I, that was some good advice, honestly. Um, I actually have a question for you. Sure. Um, you know, they changed the rules of donations to where you have to be over 18 yeah. to send them. Um, personally, that hurt my numbers a lot, but not quite as much as I would think. To me, it makes sense why they stopped you know, under 18 yeah. from sending, I mean, they're maxing their parents' credit card out just so I can notice them. I don't like it. But like, it. <laughs> what, what do you think about them changing that rule? Um, I, I actually didn't blow up until after that rule. So I never really knew what it was like before that. Cause I, I only blew up like a month ago. It's, it's crazy to me. It's like still unreal. <laughs> Um, but what I will say is, I'm not sure if you, if you know this, but TikTok just changed it, um, from 50% to 66% that they take. Wait, they're taking more percentage now? Yes. Yeah, so they used to take 50% and then I think two yeah. weeks ago they changed it. So now they're taking 66%. Oh, 
that's so that's that could, crazy. Yeah. So that could that's contribute, and that's why you see people like Lil Huddy, um, and, and other people transitioning something like Twitch, so you can receive donations there, and it's a lot easier. And, and I think they take even less. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people are really mad, and they're getting off lives and and trying to take that attention somewhere else because. I mean, come on, we're working so hard. We're putting these hours to create yes. the content to go live. And I mean, 50%, I get it. We wouldn't have the platform without them. But when you're, when you're starting to go into more money than the actual creator, that's getting a little greedy in my opinion. Oh, 100% greedy. I mean, I'm the type of guy that's like no monetization on TikTok, no ad revenue because they're giving you so much free advertisement. It's yeah. insane. Try to do this on YouTube. See how hard it is. See how much money you have to put in. TikTok, they're giving you just so many opportunities. But for me, because of that, I don't need you to, guys to pay me nothing because of that. I'm going to try and grow myself on other platforms. The only thing that you know, I feel like is fair is at, at minimum 50% yeah. taken from the live videos, minimum. Because that's money that my fans are giving me, you know, and it's contributing to all this freaking gas money. So... <laughs> Uh, fifty percent alone was a little, little much, but fair. But sixty-six percent, I'm, I'm not, I'm not game for that. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's kind of unfair to, to the people who are donating because they think they're helping you, but in reality, they're helping TikTok. Like, if they donate an I'm very rich ten dollars, you're only getting three dollars out of that. That's like, yeah, crazy to think about. So you're getting. Like they're donating more money to TikTok than they are to you. Um, and they have the impression, oh, look, I'm giving him $10, but they don't really know the back end of how it works. Um, and then if you, if you kind of explain that to them, then absolutely no one will donate and then it'll hurt you even more. Um, and I know that's why you and a lot of other people put like your Venmo uh, link and stuff yeah. like that so people can do that. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's really bad in terms of like the valuing the creator. And I feel like they're like that move was not not smart for them. I really hope they reverse it because people will try to get that attention off of TikTok. And I feel like that's a goal for a lot of the TikTokers because TikTok is like up and coming right now. It's popping. Everyone's has the ability to blow up. And then once you have that audience, you just get them as far off as TikTok as you yes. possibly can because that's like a long term strategy. So I know you're talking about YouTube. What's like the three to five year strategy with your audience, where you want to take them, how do you want to monetize, uh, et cetera? Well, yeah, um, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like definitely I want to move to YouTube. At first I was kind of against it, but I have so many great ideas. People are like, are you ever going to run out of ideas? Um, I don't, I have so many like new fresh concepts that I just can't put on TikTok because I feel like my audience wants a certain thing and I feel like there's still a lot more to give to them. And for YouTube, I, I have lots of room for error. You know, I can start posting. It doesn't matter the numbers or that I get, you know, views I get. Uh, I don't have to worry about dying on YouTube because I'm just starting. Yeah. So essentially I want to move to YouTube and just, I have so many crazy ideas. The three to five year strategy is a little bit far down the road. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I just want to make content. I love making content and that's essentially it. And to your point about these top creators leaving TikTok once they get huge followings and go into the platforms that, you know, are more monetizationally friendly. Um, you know, 
TikTok simply doesn't care because there's so many new creators coming nonstop every day. So these they get to the top, they leave, and it's just going to continuously circulate. Like with Vine, I remember doing research on Vine, and I remember they banked off of like 20 creators. And when they left to YouTube, that's when the app started dying because they didn't have millions of fresh creators like TikTok does because they were like, we want these people as the face of the app, you know, King Batch, Lele Pons, people like that. So um, I don't know. I, I guess the goal would just be to blow up on TikTok as much as I can and draw my fans, you know, to all platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, thinking about that, um, is there what time or how long do you think this hype of TikTok will last? Because, you know, stuff like this, it's great, but definitely doesn't last forever, you know? Yeah, it definitely does not. It's just the momentum TikTok has had has been absurd. Like, I mean, since last January, it was always competing for the number one spot, you know, on the App Store. And right now it's number one beating out, like, it's tax season right now. TurboTax is like number two. TikTok (laughs) is number one. This is absurd. So I feel like TikTok, with the money, the company has backing it i feel like they're always gonna come up with new ways to keep people on there i don't know i what do you think do you think it's like a realistic down the road competitor to you know youtube instagram and all that i mean i think it just depends on on how they play their cards because they have a lot of attention right now um if they keep doing stuff like taking 66 percent, suppressing people's videos from the algorithm that deserve it um, if they do stuff like that, then it could be like a fad, but I do think that it does have potential to compete with Instagram, uh, and Facebook and stuff like that. But I think it just depends on, on how, how they play it because it could really go both ways. It just depends. And also if they keep the app engaging, if they continuously add new features to make it better. Um, I heard they might be adding like long form content too, um, like kind of like IGTV. So if they do that, that'd be really cool. Um, I also saw that in China or I forgot in in one of those countries, they have a feature already in in the Chinese version where people can buy products directly off the live. Oh, really? So it, so apparently that might be rolling in soon to America. I don't know how soon or if that's even a thing, but that could be definitely a game changer for a lot of creators. Um, and, and I know they already have something like that on Instagram, not on the live, but you can buy something directly from a post. So it, it all depends. I mean, they're obviously really smart people if they can get to the point that they got to. Um, I'm hoping it continues because I love the app regardless of how many followers I have or, or just making the content I think is really fun. Um, I never make a piece of content. I'm like, wow, like this is so annoying. I like I do it because obviously I'm trying to grow, but I also do it because it actually is enjoyable. And I know the editing process for you might not be the most enjoyable thing, but the video itself um, is definitely where the passion comes from uh, and why you're going so hard with this. Yeah, actually a hundred percent. I don't even care about really the, the fame aspect of it. And you know, it's the word fame is a really strong word when, you know, you're speaking about kind of like a TikTok influencer. It's a strong word, but it is, 
pretty accurate because I do get noticed in public a lot. And it's something I never thought. Like just yesterday, I was doing a video and I was trying to do an email video. Right when I got to the counter, this guy's like, dude, don't I know you? I'm like, no, no, you don't know me. <laughs> and then like at a GameStop the other day, all I did was put the list on the, the counter. And he's like, I know what you're trying to do. So stuff like that. Um, it actually kind of annoys me that people are noticing me. I really just love making these videos. And if I had like a hundred thousand followers and, you know, just a bunch of core fans and just barely getting by, I'd still be as happy as I am now. And, you know, as I progress. Mm -hmm. And I know you, you just uh, stated that people do see you in public and especially sometimes people that work at stores is there ever a time where you stage some of the content that you do because they know you're like, Hey, just, just be surprised or something like that. You know, that's, that's of course going to be a question always asked, but always there's never been one video that was ever embellished like ever in any way. If, if somebody catches me in the act, um, if the reaction is good of them catching me in the act, I'll maybe use it in the video as kind of like, a fail yeah but if you know like the GameStop video where they noticed it I probably could have been like hey can you just go along with it because he's like I watched your videos and stuff but I just can't bring myself to making a video that's not authentic because I feel like people know when something is inauthentic you know yeah and I mean for some people though it's just I kind of see where some people are going with it because when you say like I don't even know some of the expressions you say when, when they tell you the price, you're like, Oh my, like, and you say all these like slap me. I don't even know. You got a whole different list of them. But like, I feel like, I feel like if I was an employee, like I would have just started dying of laughter and some of them just stay serious no matter what. And I'm like, how did the, like, it's crazy, man. I don't know. When I started this, I'm like, I was thinking the videos weren't going to turn out right. Cause they weren't going to play along with me. Yeah. And like, like, geez, bro. Like, I tell you what, I don't, the people are weirder than we think. <laughs> people are weird. They go along with stuff like just yesterday. Um, I'll be posting this video tonight. Um, tonight would be uh, Sunday. I'm not sure when this airs, but mm -hmm. um, I told a lady, I, I juked the numbers at like a nonprofit. <laughs> I was saying, yeah, I embezzled some money. I don't have a ton of money. And she's like, well, you should have embezzled more. Oh she's my telling God. Us, She's like, and she's like an older lady, looked like a nice lady. She's like, you know, if you're going to embezzle, you got to, you got to go big. Oh my God. Yeah. And I so, mean, you, you've gotten people by the way, to, to literally write stuff on cards for you and they still went along with it. They still, and I know, I remember there was one time where she's like, oh, come on. Like you can just do it yourself. And then she ended up writing it for you. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, they just, I mean, like in my mind, I was like, there's no way they're like still doing it or like, nah, that's where like, I was thinking like, let me, let me ask him like, is this all real? Because like, it just sometimes seems too good to be true. Like they're writing all these embarrassing things and like without a problem, they're just going along with it. It, yeah, it's crazy. And like the more I do this, the more I realize I can push people like to their limits. And there's people that have tried to mimic what I do. Like, you know, public stuff and it never turns out quite right. And I swear to you, it's all in the delivery of 
I feel like the way I approach it is I don't, when I watch like these YouTube videos about pranks and TikTok videos about pranks, right when I watch it, the person that's conducting the prank always seems like there's something shady about them. Like <laughs> this, this guy is clearly doing a prank. I just deliver it in a way where you don't suspect that, you know, I have a conversation with them. I, you know, it's, it's kind of a whole process. And when they find out that, you know, I was clowning them, some of them get a little angry with me. Some of them love me. (laughs) It's kind of crazy. Yeah. And I mean, is there ever a point like when you're, before you actually shoot the video, I mean, there's got to be some kind of communication between you and the camera person. Do people ever catch on to that before you start filming? And then they're like, oh, I got you. Like you're filming a video or is it never like that? That is the craziest mystery. In in the history of these videos, uh, my camera person has never been caught once like and called out. The only time that he or she was caught was when um, they knew that it was my pranks Uh-oh. like they're like oh and then they start looking around sometimes people will think that like they know because they'll look right at the camera but like i said i'll i'll go into detail on how he or she does it when we're off air but mm-hmm. um they'll look, look right at the camera they will not know that the person's filming is it they will not do, know. do they use a phone or an actual camera confidential confidential damn confidential. i mean i mean yeah i mean the quality is great too but yeah, I mean, if there, if there's like some big camera staring at them, it might yeah. be a little different. Um, so so <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd assume it's something uh, conceiv- uh, concealable, at least a little bit. Um, but just kind of wrapping it up here, what practical advice can you give to someone who wants to grow in TikTok, who wants to find their niche, um, and who just wants to create content? I know, obviously, you're not in school right now, so this is kind of your main focus. And props to you, because that is something that is not easy to do. You know, leave the traditional nine to five and be like, screw that uh i'm going all in on this so props to you uh i don't know if i i'd even be able to do that and like you said um you do it no matter how many followers and it just shows the passion you're driving hundreds of miles just to make one video and so what kind of advice would you be able to give to someone who wants to do similar stuff to what you're doing just go along that path well everybody's life is a little different everybody has different priorities going on but if you really want this, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, whatever, this is the advice and it's so cliche and like I don't, like if I heard it before this, I'd be like, that's, you know, kind of shady advice. But my advice is just start. Find whatever it is you want to do and just start. And, you know, because otherwise you're like, well, I can't really see you know, me going from here to there. Well, how, how are you going to go from here to there when you haven't even started? Yeah. And you're just like plotting it, you know? Yeah. And I see this for myself too, because imperfect action is better than no action, you know? And when I started mm-hmm. the podcast, um, I was at a business event and I saw that um, the person was talking about a podcast and I was like, I don't have a fancy setup. Like they're probably spending thousands of dollars on microphones and cameras and stuff. And they got a whole camera crew. Um, and I was like, you know, whatever, let me just start it and then I'll figure everything else out later. And obviously that's, uh, kind of along the lines of what you did kind of growing into it. Uh, but for me with the podcast and the TikTok, uh, I just started. And if you see, uh, my first podcast on YouTube, I was literally in my room 
and my bed was all a mess. I had clothes on the floor. I was wearing like my gaming headset with like a microphone. Um, my quality was garbage. I had like a timestamp like from like those old like 1900s <laughs> videos. And I thought I was winning. I was like, oh, I'm crushing it, man. Don't yeah. worry. Like, I got it. Um, and then, but the fact that I just got started, people wouldn't go through that level just to get to where I am now. Obviously, I invested in lighting, camera, microphone, stuff like that. But the fact that I got started is why I'm here. And I always tell people, for, for anyone that does want to start a podcast, just go to anchor.fm and sign up now. That's what I tell them uh, almost after every interview that I'm being interviewed on. I say, just leave the show, whatever you're doing. And just sign up and just get started. That's the first step. And, you know, once you start, once you start something, it just has that little momentum. So you sign up and then that like kind of triggers the next thing. Oh, let me just get a cover. Oh, let me just record my intro. Let me just get my first guest. And then it just rolls over until you're here. And the same thing I feel with TikTok. Like, hey, let me just post one video. Let me see how it does. Let me study the analytics. All right, let me try it again. All right, let me go live one time. And then you just build that up. So I feel like that's definitely important. And you've definitely gone through a similar kind of structure with your own TikTok. Yes, that's, yeah, like it's just, it's just that snowball effect where you have to start somewhere, whether it's nothing or it's something like, even if like you have a bunch of money to invest and you start, you're still at the same starting point, you know, you still have a lot to go, you know, um, I just think that's the only advice I can really offer. Whatever you want to do, just do it and go go from there one by one mm -hmm. all right brendan well i had a great time recording this episode i definitely learned a lot about you that I didn't know before and i'm really glad that you provided a lot of in-depth uh value for these listeners just a final thought where can people find out more about you plug your social media your tiktok your youtube your, your website anything that you got going on of course my tiktok is b-r-e-n-d-e-n-l-m-a-o and you can find my Instagram there. You can find my YouTube there. Go check my videos out. And I really appreciate you, Ram. Uh, and I want to say I really respect your videos as well. I watched your videos before the Google Gumball, <laughs> and they were respectable. And then you took that huge, monstrous hit, and you were able to just turn that almost into a brand in yeah. itself. And you were able to just hook in viewers from just kind of mysterious stuff like that. I just, I really respect it, man. Yeah, thank you. And I mean, it, it's kind of really, really hard because I know you said you saw the content before. It was about podcasting, you know? And I was like, <laughs> I was thinking, I'm like, like, you know, everyone says just make content about what you like. And I'm like, I like podcasting. Obviously I have a podcast and stuff, but I was looking at it, I'm like, like, this is not the right place to be posting that kind of stuff. You know, you really need to understand the platform and I know there's a lot of people that are doing, uh, doing a really good job in like business content and stuff like that. But I feel like podcasting just, it was what I love to do. And I loved making the content for it. Don't get me wrong. But, and I was using all the algorithm hacks I knew I was doing everything, but it just, it just wasn't connecting with the audience. Cause it's like the wrong app. Like if you're going to, to LinkedIn and posting that gumball video, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's that's a good I, example. I feel like that's like, that's what happened. And I mean, I definitely could have blown up with it. It just would have been much harder and to get to my, that path of, of growth. And so now, for example, I have some kind of a brain where I can, if I wanted to mesh the podcast content, like discreetly and kind of sprinkle that yeah. in instead of starting with the podcast and then trying to manipulate it. So what you're doing now is, is just perfect. Cause you can just 
I, I mean, what, what are you at? Like how many followers? Uh, 425. That, that, that's in like a matter of a month or two or less. So like in general, you're going to take that and it's going to, you know, you're going to end up bringing people to your podcast just based off of that, you yeah. know? So it, you, you're executing things well, my friend. You're Thank you. Well. And I mean, it's crazy because, um, you see this big number, 425,000, right? But what people don't understand, if you look at my analytics, I grew 350,000 in less than 24 hours. Wow. So, so, so let me just tell you, before I posted the, the video of the gumball, I was at 3,000 followers. My goal for the month was to hit 4,000. See, that's, that's the dream. I mean, anybody watching this, they can do this. If you work hard enough, you can accomplish this. I don't know about 350,000 in a day. That's got to be some sort of record for a small TikToker. But um, this, this is something anybody can really yeah. accomplish if they work hard enough. Yeah, my thing is all, all you need is one. All you need is one video to just kickstart everything. One video Absolutely. is all it takes. And the growth for me is obviously not um, natural. It's a little bit crazy. The TikTok algorithm just loved that video. And honestly, I knew it would blow up, but I didn't know 25. I thought it was going to hit a million because I had like a video that was like similar. I was like, oh, yeah, it'll hit a million. Um, but it's just blown out of proportion. It, isn't it crazy when you see it go past like, I mean, one million, okay, two million, okay, three, four. But then when it goes past like, that's like you know, God mode, bro. Yeah, like, that's whoa. God mode. Yeah, it was absolutely insane. And I mean, yeah, I just keep grinding with it and just seeing where it takes me. But all, all I really need is one video to take you to that next level. Um, and for all you that think it was like luck, obviously that did play a factor. But people don't realize like I was posting every single day before that for at least two to three weeks before that happened. So same same deal with my my email that transcended me i mean when i made those like i said back to back they were you know like four million a piece which at the time was really big for me but for you you're saying you were working hard before that and of course you're doing your podcast you're just trying to you know kind of accomplish what you want and for you to make that video which it was a great concept for a video and it's just very impressive work man Thank you. And I mean, it's kind of hard because I'm also, I also run a company as well. So oh, I got, really? I huh. got, I got four, I got four things going for me right now. I got school. Can't forget about that. I'm a full-time student, full-time student. Can't forget about it. I have, I have a, a podcast editing agency for any of you podcasters out there. Uh, my partner and I, we have this whole thing. It's called pod where we edit podcasts for, for podcasters. Um, I have the TikTok. And I have the top 100 business podcast. Everything, that's like two full-time jobs right there, man. And how old are you? I'm 19. See, it's, it's only going up from here. I mean, like, you're just, you're growing at an acceleratingly fast rate here. So just, uh, we'll see what happens this year, man. For both of us, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm really excited. I'd love to, to come back. You know, you're in New York City, right? Yep. Yeah, man, I'd love to come in person and do a podcast. Yeah, bro, that'd be awesome. I've I've only done one other in person, and that was um, at VaynerMedia. I'm not sure if you know who Gary V is. Um, I didn't. 
I didn't interview him, but I interviewed one of the people on uh, on one of the uh, Empathy Wines team. So I got to go in the office, and it was a cool experience. Um, but yeah, we could definitely set something up, maybe like a round two or something. Um, but Brendan, thank you again for hopping on. I really do appreciate you taking the time out. And for all you listeners, we will see you guys on the next episode.